with the Desert Island Discs with Flavia on Capital FM. Fresh hits for Uganda. Welcome to Desert Island Discs. It's always a pleasure to unravel the story and cast away someone on an island where we get to enjoy also their music and song choices. If you are anywhere online, we have a podcast, Capital FM Uganda. If you've missed any of the past shows, you can catch up. I'm Flavia Tumusime Kavora and my guest today the founder and executive director for African Youth Initiative Network. It's INET. Yep. Victor Ochen. You said INET. Yeah. African Youth Initiative Network was your side thing, your baby that you were funding because you realized the community needed a conversation on peace building. Yes. But it was just you, your brother, and someone else. <laughs> so yeah. how, how does it blossom into something? Because, of course, you left Straight Talk to focus more on I left it. Straight Talk. And I, I remember Kathy Watson calling and asking, even my former coordinator, Annette Chosimere, was saying, are you sure you want to leave this? <laughs> yeah. Then they thought I was mad. And even my mm. father also wondered, we don't have money. As and the you're leaving source, And job. you're leaving. I said, that's a daring, let me go. Mm. And I, took it. I, I gave myself two weeks, you know, two, three months mm. to work on proposals and all that because I was so determined now to help the people. Right. Because I'd met people whose life Changed my life. Somebody like Ochola John, whose hands, nose, ears were cut off. And then I said, what can I do? I remember I went with the straight talk money per diem. Mm. I met this little girl called Janet, who was just, who was the only survivor of attack that killed her mother and 24 other people. And then she was so sick and suckling the breast of this 76 years grandmother. And then she had not, she looked at me and extended one of her hands, asking me to carry her. She was naked mm. with this old woman. And the old woman looked at me and said, the child is asking, but doesn't know it. But the kid, they're not eaten. The old woman had not eaten for so many days. Yeah. And the child was rotting. Mm. And then I said, why, why is he not treated? Then said, she said, she's not treated because they want me to pay 2,000 shillings to go and do the x-ray. And I don't have that money. I've been hoping that the last four days that something would happen. I cried and I I took her. I, I spent a week with her mm. in the hospital and I said something must happen. Yeah. I think some people have to step up and care for the weak and the vulnerable in the society. And that had to be you? That had to be me. <laughs> and I did it because I. it was a very painful story yeah. because we had to make peace human. Mm. We had to make justice a reality. Not just academic, intellectual, description of what peace looked like. I was seeing a community, a society that is torn apart, yeah. life that is shattered by, you know, mm. by violence. Then we started mobilizing community, but also most important, reaching out to the camp. I appreciate my twin brother and Richard Ongom so much for always biking. They would ride bicycles as far as 20 kilometers picking people from one community to another community where the medicines and frontiers were providing medical rehabilitation. Wow. So we are carrying sick people on bicycles to take them to get medical support. So that was our work. Wow. So somehow we realized that people were becoming more grateful for our work. Say, wow. look, in as much as talking about peace, we are treating the war wounds to heal. Mm. And then somebody came and said, young man, come. Mm. This is what we want, you know? Yeah. The peace I want is an answer to my abducted children. Where are they? 
I want an answer to my girls. They are there. They were raped by the rebels. They are raped by the men in uniform. Many combination of all those ones who are involved Imagine in the region, that, yeah. and they are they are infected. Some of them are mm. suffering from fistula. If they are treated, I want that. That's peace I want. Yeah. Some that live with bullets in their body for many years and they were rotting. So when we treated those ones, then they started coming and say, "Look, uh, this is the peace I was looking for." Peace had many layers. Many left, made it practically a reality. Mm. And we worked more on providing medical and psychosocial rehabilitation for the war victims, treating sexual abuse, those whose hands, nose, ears were cut off, mutilated cases, infected, and we have so far treated over twenty-five thousand people, and that became more uplifting to us. And our talk for peace became so meaningful. Why did they suffer? They suffered because of the rebel. But they suffered the most because there was no response plan to care for the victims, right. and both government, international communities are guilty for that. They have done very little to support the victims of war, and I talk with authority because okay. I'm one of them, and I know what I've seen for years and years. There's so much money in this country. If there was political will, we would have healed the community, would have moved forward. Those wounds and scars remains a stark reminder of the history. We can ignore it, but knowing that it just we're sustaining the despair, it will yeah. come back to us at some point. It is eventually it yep. comes full circle. Mm-hmm. Um, what has uh, you've said? You've helped as many as thousands. What other strides has Ainet made? Because your footprint is here. Yeah, we did a lot of. We became a victim center. The is office in Lira is in Lira, yeah, and we also have other office in Kitgum. Right. We became more involved at local level, mm. and then what we used to do, we thought it was just an isolated approach, but we didn't know it was going to be an inspiration to international community. Okay. We worked a lot to support the International Criminal Court because we knew mm. ICC was an opportunity for us to help victims achieve justice. justice. It had its own weaknesses. Which, yeah, we appreciated the government for supporting the process, but also acknowledged their weaknesses in one way or another. And then our turning point probably came in 2010, mm. when the ISIS review conference was happening in Kampala, and then we organized the War Victims Football Game okay. in Nambole. So I think that was the last time President Museveni played football with the victims of war and the UN Secretary General in Nambole Stadium, Mandela Stadium. So that was kind of like a, a culmination of. Our success said, "Wait a second. Mm. We came from nowhere, and we are here today. Right. And we made the president remove this diplomatic political suit, <laughs> and the UN <laughs> secretary general and the ambassadors, all in the name of solidarity mm. with the victims. So, if you ask me about that, the best speech Museveni has ever made is what the speech that he gave that at did. Mandela Stadium, mm. where he emphasized that the world stands in solidarity with the victims of war all over." Mm. And time is now that we cannot allow mm-hmm. the injustice of this nature to continue. To me, he demonstrated leadership. He has made many important speeches, but that was the best speech he has ever made. Mm. You mentioned solidarity, yeah. unity, mm. togetherness. Yeah. Is that the only answer? Or is that the satisfactory it's about, answer? It's about excavating the history. Mm. When you excavate the history of the country like Uganda... You must pay attention to 
what is the history whispering in our ears as a country mm-hmm. is it about love mm-hmm. is it about tolerance is it about in inequality is it about should we strike back mm-hmm. should we attack them should we steal their money should we revenge mm-hmm. those are the kind of whispers that history puts in our ears it's about how we process it right i hear history you. that is so clouded with intolerance mm-hmm. with injustice with unkindness with nepotism and tribalism is the issue that we have to manage as a political leader or as a cultural leader civil society we know that we are all part of the government when you come you are managing a very painful history in the current affairs to secure the future with a a, a, a division for the future so that's why element of justice accountability human rights and inclus- inclusion mm. matters you know every nation that has moved forward is a nation that have demonstrated tolerance yes absolutely tolerance is accepting that we just don't know enough right mm. we are learning and it's a noble choice yes. to see beyond our differences yeah. but if we allow ourselves to be so blinded by historical differences where mm. we think everything is all about us we 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 introduce the processes of inheriting yeah. hunger hatred power mm. and everything we go nowhere a republic Absolutely. like uganda should be a country where everybody is part of the game mm. but if you have other people suppressed others elevated it's is a injustice just and is a borrowed is a loan yeah. you can be so unfair today to that person but it's a loan you're giving mm-hmm. you're getting mm-hmm. it will come back to you so to me that comes into the question of how do we help our society look beyond the differences yeah. and create a culture where we teach our children that when you go to the society you're driven by the values of what the country stand for yes accountability love our diversity should be an opportunity to inspire the best innovation not be a disadvantage not be a disadvantage mm-hmm, true yeah that's where the i think politician cultural and religious and civil society must get this right yes it's not about topmost country is not run by one person mm-hmm. one person might be in charge with authority somewhere but we are all players yes but of course the topmost should demonstrate leadership by making sure that it guides the process mm. and that's why we should be having a very open minded way of looking at the future yeah. of Uganda yeah what's your fourth song choice here let's go out of africa now okay i like michael jackson <laughs> okay black or white ah yeah <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter whether it's black or white it's let's bring it also here it doesn't matter whether you you know luo or mm. Um, Uganda, Manyankole, Mukiga, Soga, yeah. we, are we are one. Everybody is one. I think to me is about pursuing an agenda for unity. Absolutely. And that's really the spirit that we should carry forward the country.
on Capital FM. Fresh hits for Uganda. It's Desert Island Discs and we just listened to the late Michael Jackson. Black or white. I guess it doesn't matter. We're all just human beings. I feel like it's a reality we fail to accept. Victor Chen, my guest uh, in this last segment, you ended up in 2015. That's quite far off, yeah. You were named... Not that far off. Not that far off. Because I'm going to ask you what what has changed in between Uh, then and uh, now. You are on that list of 10 most powerful men in Africa. mm. Forbes normally puts a list out of 50, of 30. mm, 10 mm. is a very minimal list. From the continent of Africa. Yes, yes. Mm. Um, So I'm reading here Mm. what they wrote, uh, what Archbishop Desmond Tutu said about you. Yes. You've read that, obviously. Yeah. That his heart swells with joy to see you as one of the new... Hope for Africa. Africa. I think I attest to that as well in your story as you told it because it's a case of I won't be a victim. Mm-hmm. I will choose to use my story yeah. and what has happened to my people yeah. as, a, as the actual stepping stone. So yes. rather than the stone hitting us, yeah. I'll use it yeah. to propel us yeah. to the next um, next place. Yeah. Life has clearly taken you to different places parts of the world you've told this story and your story and your people's story mm-hmm. everywhere and anywhere yeah talk yeah. to us about that 
Yeah, in 2015, quite a number of events actually happened. One of them was uh, I was nominated for Nobel Peace Prize jointly together with my organization, INET. Yes. And the whole nomination was about the fact that the, nominee, uh, the nominating institution, the American Friends Service Committee, are the organization that won the 1947 Nobel Peace Prize. And then they nominated uh, Mahatma K. Gandhi, who did not win because he was killed a year before. And then they nominated Martin Luther King. They nominated Desmond Tutu. So they were so inspired to say that, let's nominate. You deserve that because wow. you, you fall in that league. And I said, okay, that's quite something. <laughs> <laughs> We're humble. Yes. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a lot of pressure on us. So. Yeah. And then um, it brought a lot of attention to our work. Mm. But also, it gave a lot of attention to the to the to the victims of war. Right. To me, the most powerful part of the nomination was the fact that, of course, we became the I became the first Ugandan and the youngest African ever nominated for that. There are other Africans who were nominated after that. Mm. It opened the door in many ways, mm. and uh, it it gave me the legitimacy that I needed to also amplify the voices that we believe should be the voices of the local population, the voices of the community, the voices of the victims, and also to have the moral authority to tell power, the truth, but with a lot of love. And Archbishop Desmond Dutu was one of the most inspiring, my most memorable moment with him. I've been with him in so many platforms. But occasionally he would call me and say, how are you doing in Uganda? But make sure take care of yourself. Mm. Mm? Make sure you take care of yourself and all that. But the inspiration I got from Desmond Dutu was his inspiration was on driven by the invocation, the humanity, the sense of tolerance and inclusivity. He really believed in human being. Mm. He was not afraid to tell you the truth if you are wrong. And I think one of the fundamental values that I got from him was to know that when you stand for what is right, mm. say it regardless of the outcome. Mm. Stick to go- doing good regardless of the outcome. Right. Don't be compromised because the chorus mm. that says, let's go there. So that became a motivation mm. to me, but also an in- I became an ins- uh, inspiration to many people. Right. I remember one of the young person called on the radio. I was driving the car and he was crying on phone. I was saying, why... Uh, they, uh, they were discussing about me. Mm. I was listening on the radio. And then the, the guy said, I'm crying because I studied with Victor. Yeah. This guy didn't even have shoes. <laughs> and right. today, he's being recognized in the global yes. platform. Yes. I'm so happy. He didn't have money, he didn't have sugar. Mm. But today is where he is today. Right. And this is the kind of thing that... So, a lot happened since then up to now. Mm. My perspective of the world also changed. I look at the world with so much possibility. And I also feel like, uh, you know, if we are meant to do good things, we need to step up at the right time mm. when there is need for change. Mm. And change is not about politics merely. Change is about mindset as well. Yeah. But it requires to go beyond the usual ingredients of mismanaged identity. Mm. Africa, let's say Uganda, like many African countries, Uganda is a country with enormous potential of the young people Unfortunately, it's being politically mismanaged. Yeah. We, are not, we are not politically managing things right. We, we have deliberately refused to respect some fundamental values. 
Why should money, resources are meant to support the weak and the poor in the community be stolen by the most powerful people? Mm. I don't get it. Talk about tourism. When you're in Kenya, you see the beautiful billboard of uh, Maasai dressed in the shoka. Mm. You know, mm. saying Karibuni Kenya yes. is a tourist attraction. But you come to Uganda, the equivalent are Karamojong beggars in the street. And we are happy with that as a country. That breaks my heart. Mm. That should be a shame on us. Because, and why are they here? Because mm. some leaders in government have taken money meant to support them. Mm. I don't think we should allow that kind of robbery. That is yeah. robbery. Yeah, to me, is. that is robbery. And that should be condemned at all, at all level. And corruption shouldn't be, whether corruption or loot should not be accepted or should not be condemned by only those who are corrupted or looted. Mm. Should also be, we used to grow, uh, grow up in a beer where I used to, if you come home mm-hmm. with any mango or any sugar cane, my father will ask you, where did you get where it did from? Where did you get it? Mm. Did you steal it? <laughs> <laughs> so do we have a community in Uganda that says, the questions. development coming to our mm. place, where is it coming from? Mm. Was it meant for us? Holds accountable. Or mm. is it meant for some people you have just stolen and brought it here because right. you are powerful? Holds accountable. All people are count- So it mm. comes back to if we seek to bring change in Uganda, mm. we need to elect leader whom we can hold accountable. Mm-hmm. Not leaders that we elect and they hold us accountable. Right. Yeah. You know, in hindsight, I think leadership, there's who you are yeah. as Victor Ochen. Mm-hmm. So when you're here without being a leader, you anticipate who you could be and yeah. the things you could do. Yeah. So then there's your character that is there today. And then there's the Victor Chen who you become yeah. when you actually sit and get socked into leadership. Yes. Um, I think there should be more capacity building <laughs> on, for people because I think we miss that. Yes. We, yes. We, we don't, we underestimate who people can become I think when they are access to You're power. You're very, very right on that. <laughs> Comes yeah. down to, let me actually give an example of policymakers we have in the country. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like our parliamentarians do a good job, but they miss out on critical element of leadership. Because as a member of parliament, not all of them are lawyers. I would have expected them, each and every member of parliament who came to parliament, to, in addition to going through orientation, mm. spend Study some money, <laughs> hire the lawyer, mm. to help you understand the, the constitution, mm. how it works. Mm. How policy, how mm. governance work. And then you are going to these committees in parliament. You're talking about parliamentary, let me give an example, parliamentary uh, committees on foreign affairs. How much do you understand the foreign policies? You need to get somebody who understands the foreign international relations yep. to, you're already in the committee, you, you decision you make matters, right? Yes. You miss, you, you miss to understand something, it imp- impacts the whole the community. decision, absolutely. What about parliamentary committees or public account committees? I would have expected them to like get somebody, a, you know, a, a political economist mm. to teach you, spend a week to understand so that you <laughs> are talking about. But do they do that? I think there's a gap there. That's it. It's accountability. Accountability. And yeah. that also undermines the, the quality of our public engagement, mm. quality of our, you know, uh, dialogue. Mm. Sometimes you hear some leaders talk and they say, Really? <laughs> <laughs> really? Is this yeah, the yeah. so? And it 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 
It's a bit challenging. It's yes, a bit challenging. I told you, capacity building, because mm-hmm. it's who you think you will become, and then there's who you really become yes, when yes, you yes, taste yes, the power. Yes. You realize maybe just like we're realizing, oh, that person can't handle the role, either emotionally or intellectually, they can't, but it's that. Then it's you have to admit. I guess You so. must admit that I have tried, but there's a challenge here. I need to be supported in this yeah. area. But if you don't admit, then that's a problem. Mm. Yeah. How do you take care of you because i always tell people it's like i always tell my guests um a, a doctor six a doctor but it's hard yeah they don't like that they believe yeah. they can yeah yeah <laughs> but when your your entire life is dedicated as mm. yours is to helping others find peace how do you find peace who helps you find peace? oh yeah that's a good question who helps me <laughs> uh well it's sometimes a lot of work that you forget about yourself yep but at the end of the day you need your you need to recharge you are like a power bank you keep on people keep on recharging on you and, and then you eventually get empty. <laughs> you're empty along the road that's a problem yeah. okay i try to i try to make sure that uh, i maintain my my choices i'm not jumping here and then okay. i have to maintain my mainstream line i work with a group of people who are fundamentally fantastic people and i I listen to people. Okay. I think that's very important that if you want people to listen to you, listen to people. Mm. If you're a leader who doesn't want to listen to people, why should people listen to you? Yeah. Yeah, I listen to people and I also I also respect people and I I pray mm. although not all in the church all the time. <laughs> okay. But I know that a lot of people also pray for me mm. and they are just like a prayer. Okay. To me my wish my my most important peace would come on the day when i know that no region in uganda would go through what northern uganda went through right. that is my prayer that is my wish and that's what my work is mm. my last story on this would be i remember when i joined primary 5 and i i was wondering say now they were teaching in english they were teaching them about the coat of arm the national anthem mm. and about the the flag mm-hmm. what does black mean what does yellow mean right. the, the values the fundamental values and i i told the teacher that can you explain for me this in lango mm. and the the teacher called me up said okay tap lie down I said for what <laughs> why are you punished. asking me to teach you in lango mm. and i said because i'm not getting really this is a very important part because remember i was in war to hear there were some values that the country stand for it was a very important thing. language that you don't yeah. you weren't familiar I with i wanted to get it right because it was something very important to me mm. and then i i lied down i was given four slashes pow, pow, pow. Mm. got up said do you want it still I said yes and then now said okay now you are going to the staff room oh dear when i was taken to the staff room i said i'm dead mm. <laughs> uh, then they i sat down in the middle and the teachers were all on me why do you want us to teach you want us, you want to change the policy of education in this country that you should be taught in lango i said i just want you to explain to me what does uh, a black yellow red mean what black. does stanza one of the for god and my country or whatever uganda may go up i need to get it right yeah. i want to know and then the headmaster walked in and said why what did you do mm-hmm. then said this one wants to be taught in lango <laughs> and then the headmaster said by the way he's right mm. you get up I got up. And then he was quarreling with the teachers that if his child doesn't get something in lango in in English is asking for to explain it in local right. language. And that went on and I was so 
relieved. He took me in the class. He explained it to the whole class in Lango. What cut of harm means? Why the spears? Why the streams? What does black yellow? What is brotherhood? What what is identity? From that moment, every time they sang the national anthem, I would sing with tears in my eyes. Because you you had connected. I had connected. Understood. I understood. Yes. What it meant to be a Ugandan. Right. What we stand for as a, mm. as, as as a country. What should be observed. Mm. It, it was answering so many questions. Then, if all these are the values, why are we in the camp? Mm. Why are we suffering? Why don't you have school? Why the sickness? Why the death? All this kind of thing. Every time. They would sing, I would sing with tears in my eyes. Yeah. And then one day the president went mm-hmm. to Lira. And we were in the Akibwa Stadium. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll say something about Akibwa Stadium also. Yes. We were in Akibwa Stadium. They were singing the national anthem. Mm-hmm. There were two military trucks, the Mambas, right? Mm-hmm. I was standing in between these two military trucks. I was crying, like, professionally, you know. And then one of the soldiers saw me and came and said, Why are you crying so mm-hmm. much? And I told him, I pointed national anthem. Mm. I was standing far. I said, okay, national anthem, why? What about it? I said, I was not even crying more. He pulled me behind the, the military truck. Right. And he asked me, can you tell me? I think it was from Western Uganda. Tell me why you're crying about yeah. national anthem. I explained to him that the anthem means that we are supposed to be united as a country, mm to be protected we we are brothers and all but we are here in the camp mm. we are here struggling we are here suffering i don't get it i don't get it yeah. and the president is here so i'm crying because we know what is right for this country we sing every day but we are not doing it yeah this soldier said touch my shoulder said wow he got back in the car i saw him holding his head like this crying even more mm. than me Wow. I think I touched him with my statement. Yeah. And I said this guy if he finishes cry he might come and shoot me. Let me walk away. <laughs> <laughs> I walked away wow, from him. Wow, I walked wow, away wow. from him. So that's kind of values mm. what we stand for as a country should be something that yeah. we should is actionable mm. in the heart of every child. Right. If we don't have a value that we stand for as a country we are not going to we are not going to make any difference. Absolutely. I said wow. I was going to say th- something about Akibwa. Akibwa. Mm. Akibwa is a big topic right now yes. in uh, in Uganda because of mm-hmm. the recently African Cup of Nation mm-hmm. qualification and I think a community of Lango region of northern Uganda feel like something is not going right because they were promised that Akibwa would be built mm-hmm. and I saw for the first time I saw the a level of unity that I'd never seen before that tells you the value of sports in uniting the even the factions because mm. where even the factional tri- you know a clan leadership they hold united the churches mm. communities yeah. and all those things and their their desperation their fear is that akibwa stadium construction is being hijacked mm. is being put in another region and that kind of is hurting the community to the core to the point that we're going to say they are going to build their own raising their money to do so i think Yes, there could be policy changes in the system, but it's better you do it in a way that does not radicalize the um, population. Mm-hmm. Because if you do so, people feel they're being robbed. Mm-hmm. And not only are you sifting the construction of the infrastructure from one region to another one, yeah. you are cementing the hatred. 
you are mobilizing deeper. deep i think this is why i think the president should step in and show leadership in stopping what can be mm-hmm. a problem at the end of the day because i'm not a politician but i care about peace and stability of the country we have seen we are seeing what the kind of infrastructure which is being demolished if we don't lay the foundation for reconciliation and tolerance and healing in the society we can build all the structures and the next day we shoot them down yeah. we are seeing it in gaza we are seeing it in in ukraine we have seen it in many parts of the we there are certain things that we need to prioritize prioritize mm-hmm. and pay attention to the will of the people right. if people feel like you know, they are being robbed they are being cheated they are being made unimportant mm-hmm. Are we healing the country we are tearing apart the country let us allow the political you know power to guide us in the right direction right. but if we allow that to overshadow us and we feel we don't so to me mandela used the rugby in in south africa to unify to to unify the black and white mm. and as sport is key yes it is yeah so let's let's promote sport let us tap in and get the right talent of the pop but let's make people's you know population drive the thinking drive the if they are willing to come on but let us support them but Absolutely. we can't just appear to be robbing the population mm. that is not right wow yeah. someone said to be seen not to do anything is also doing something exactly <laughs> that's why i have opportunity to say it say country like we have right now mm. we have a difficult past we have to work towards healing yes absolutely let us let go the political arrogance and mm. financial arrogance and forget about that There's a moment when money won't be enough to save you. You need people, you need love, you need yeah. kindness and morality. Our that goes to what I talked about about our anthem, our flag says it all. Why don't we live by? Why don't we right. stand for? Why don't we defend? Wow. A lot of people live their worth, understand their worth and defend their worth. Um it's been years since you started Ainet. Yes. What is the priority still the same? It's still peace building and having conversations like this yes in the a region, very important question or has the work slightly changed as time has gone on you know something that provoked our starting of hainet even the peace club was which uganda do i want to live in right is it the one where some people are in the camp others are studying mm. is it the uganda where we have to go without food for days If by 4 p.m. your mother has not shown you any sign of food, mm. you have to look for papaya. She will come and say, "I didn't. I tried food, but I didn't, I didn't get, get it. it. Didn't get it." You have to go to bed. Yeah. That was the question I asked myself when I was a child: Which Uganda do I want to live in? And that question is it still relevant today? Mm-hmm. I think it's relevant today. Right. And then I said, if all this war, all the suffering has come as a result of war, and then the question I asked myself then was. What would it take to heal Uganda so that we are not fighting yeah. so that we are sharing the national development mm-hmm. so that we are including one another your name is not a, a reason to you, for you to be denied jobs yes. to be attacked so that was the question what would it take for Uganda to heal mm. not only Uganda I think it's the same with Africa right so whether our mission has changed I think it has become more interesting, more right. important now. That mm. question is even more relevant today. Now. What would it take for us to heal mm. so that change of government is never again by the power of guns? Wow. Guns take the innocent lives. Mm. And we shouldn't take pride in that. We should regret. 
time has come for us to celebrate and award people who are representing winning accolades. What are we doing in the world stage? Right. That brings glories to the country. But if we keep on decorating ourselves with the military allegations, I don't mm-hmm. think that's really right. We need to move beyond that where we... Wow. Even, even, even our forces, you know, we should be awarding our forces, not because of how many enemies they have killed, mm. but should be about because of how many wars mm. they prevented. That's key. Yeah. Should That's be key and powerful. Discipline. Mm. Discipline is what matters. If we are celebrating because he has killed enemy A, B, this all, we are not, we are not celebrating, we, yeah. we are promoting yeah, anger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's, let's, I think I would say that as a generation of Uganda today, even though we are not responsible for historical injustices, but it is our responsibility to make sure that it does not happen again. I know how they say that. Which side of war were you in? The, the side that won or the side that lost? And the one said, the side that didn't let it happen. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's the beauty. <laughs> That's the beauty. That's of the it. beauty, and it wow. is, is a war that we all can be part of. Okay. Through economic development, mm. through prayers, mm. through I think also we, we sometimes I think Uganda Uganda sometimes we we think to we claim to be very prayerful. <laughs> Let's let me use that because yes, we are committed to prayers and all the things, but are we doing what we are praying? I think Paul called out the hypocrites in the Bible. The hypocrites. <laughs> We, we may go look so bad. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes like, is it is it me they're talking about? <laughs> yeah, because if, if people are yeah. praying every day and you are the one obstructing the opportunity, mm. which would be the God's answer to them, you are making God look bad to them. Right. So let's not... <laughs> let's not... Be hypocrites. Huh? Be hypocrites. <laughs> and uh, let us recognize... I think it's about recognizing one another. It's about mm. appreciating one another. Right. It's about building relationship, respecting every tribe, respecting every region, mm. build relation. We can marry across. <laughs> I'm so happy to see a lot of intermarriage going on mm. in the country. But politicians still want to divide the country. I think politicians need to be rebuked. <laughs> Young people are trying their best to marry among themselves. Hmm? Mm. To become one. To become one. Mm. They're even doing business across the country. But politicians... Because <laughs> they thrive on division. I guess we'll never ask you if you want to run anywhere in leadership in politics. We no. know the answer. <laughs> it's a big no. <laughs> so, Victor, ha- you have a never family. Say never, so. You have a family of your own. Yes, I have, mm. uh, have a fantastic family. Mm. I have children. I have a son, and then I have uh, twin, lo- wow. lovely twin girls. Can you imagine? I'm telling you, your village has to be investigated. Abia. Yes, Abia <laughs> has to be investigated. Abia in the present Alepton. It's a very fantastic... Twins, twins everywhere. It's a, it's a very lovely place. Mm. It's, it's a, I've never seen a community where people are so casual mm. and yet they're so smart. Wow. Like that. And life is... I think they have seen it all. Okay. They celebrate every day's life. Mm. They live... You know, tomorrow is an opportunity. Yeah. You know, if you survive today... Never know tomorrow, but of course, it's a society that the monument of injustice stands strong, and I think it's something that we we need to learn from that oh, over time. and see, you know, the cases of the missing persons in Uganda, the LRA abducted persons are too many, mm. and we can't just ignore and keep quiet about it. So your children are in Lira with you? You're no. global citizens. I'm a global citizen. <laughs> yeah, the children are in between Uganda and sometimes out of the country. Out so. of the country. Mm-hmm. They know dad's story. They know dad's story. And they're very lovely kids who really 
I think they are the kids that I would want them to never see what I went through. Okay. But you have shared with them. I've shared the story. With them. They they know it. They know it, but I mean to live whatever I love I live I would want them to. And no other child should live that because mm. we really went through too much. Right. And majority died. Mm. A lot of people died and once we make certain decision that causes death, then that becomes problematic. So Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's been a pleasure really getting to hear your story and what an honor. thank you for being selfless. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. what you really do. You're being selfless in your work. We are all called to do good things mm. and uh, I think at one point the question also comes how will we live uh, if we live our life today mm. the question also should be in 5 years should ask ourselves what have I done with my life? Have I lived a worthy life? Mm. And like I'm saying like if Uganda today we are making 61 61st independent right and imagine if we are not so sure neighboring countries have moved on a lot of them have moved forward huh? we are probably lagging behind somehow we're stuck so somewhere we are stuck somewhere let's move a country forward that means if we work together the last 60 years where would we be as a country today we would be so far ahead of most of the neighboring countries mm. but now we ask ourselves what about the next 61 years if we work together today start working together today where will the country be in the next 60 years we'll go far the question also come when do we start when will be the best opportunity to start to start is today. today right so that's the way to go Well, thank you so much my guest Victor Ochen. Uh INET is the African Youth Initiative Network Uganda. Yes. He says head office is Lira, but I guess now that we're in a world of being digital, yeah. We we can see the work that you have achieved online. We are all over. Mm. We are all over. Anywhere you mm. so on social media we should be able to find you. Absolutely. What's your final song choice as you say goodbye? That's interesting. Mm. Final song. <laughs> you know, uh I was actually going to ask which one would we play as the final <laughs> song so that it's, it's something that you and I is not about me it's about yeah. us it's a dialogue right <laughs> if you had to look around I picked one from the north mm. picked one from central I picked one from South Africa South Africa mm. one from America and then uh, which one do we go for let's think about it okay. I was trying to ask you who's the biggest musician in out of Lira or that region of the northern region and I, I don't know if I can place my hand on it we should find something we should find something yeah capital fm went to gulu yeah. and lira a couple of times yeah yeah, um, yeah. actually gulu and arua sorry gulu and arua but um so we've got a couple of artists we used to play a lot yes. i'm sure we can find someone just to let's pay tribute to the land let's pay tribute to the land mm. and also let's uh let's stand up as we are the champions of this country so okay. i think it's very very important that we we i think let's look for the song from arua Arua. Arua. We'll find something. Arua. Absolutely. Arua. Arua. West Nile, eh? Yeah. <laughs> they, they should be enjoying. Let's get something from West Nile because I already yeah. played something from uh, uh, Lango which yes. represents Acholi. If not Arua, then you can go for Teso. Ah, okay. uh-huh. Eastern Uganda. We will find something. We'll find something. Thank you Victor for It's your time. It's a pleasure. <laughs> I really really enjoyed the opportunity being here and yeah. I really appreciate I hope the audience who shall keep on interacting. Yes. And also dialogue like this is important for Very. a country if you want to build we can none of us can build or manage this country alone mm. we're all playing our part yeah we're changing hearts we're giving hope mm. and then we can always strategize for what is good for our country absolutely yeah
Hello West now, tell me how you do. We'll be down for a long time. Time we get on track. If you ever need love, just come to my city. The sounds from the east, and we headed to the west now. Around is a city near, city near. Around is a city near, city near. Bye bye, bye bye, bye Kampala. Mama go arua, bye bye, bye bye, bye bye Kampala. Mama go arua. Bye bye, Kampala. Mama go arua. Bye bye, bye bye, Kampala. Mama go arua. Bayanda kinarwe to to alwaliko. Aromalia bomve maworo farani. Miga tesa kony ni amo dizurira atombati adiye. Amadi ya dusi amangu ni ture imungarwe tauni. Atisatio atoko korwa dale. Aye imungota matakuwa. Hello West now, tell me how you doing, we'll be down for a long time Time we get on track, if you ever need love, just come to my city The sounds from the east, now we headed to the west now Bye bye, bye bye, bye bye Kampala Mama go arua, bye bye, bye bye, bye bye Kampala Mama go arua Bye bye, Kampala. Mama go arua. Bye bye, bye bye, Kampala. Mama go arua. Island Discs on Capital FM. Fresh hits for Uganda. Let me you, 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 you
Island Discs with Flavia on Capital FM. Fresh hits for Uganda.